What's up, Bryce? This is Jeremy, three-time Survivor player, one-time Survivor winner, and I don't even know why I'm even hitting you up, man. You know I don't like you. You know I hear all the trash you talk on Rob Has a Podcast, running your mouth, talking about Val's your favorite. Yo, I hear all that. You think I don't hear you, yo? Listen, I, and you know what? A secret. You send Christmas cards, and I rip them up before Val sees them. Yeah, take that. But I see you doing your thing. You know, you're doing, you got your hand a little bit of everything. You know, you got your songs out. You got your podcast out. You know, I, I, got, a, I got a wine glass here and there. You know what I mean? A purple pants wine glass. Like, guys, but I'm going to break it. So, because I don't like you, Bryce. But I see you doing your thing. And I'm going to give you a little love right now. Because you know why? Because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a purple pants podcast. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast, you better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast, you better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast, you're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast, you're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Purple Pants Podcast. I am your host, Bryce Isaiah, and thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Purple Pants Podcast. Want to give a shout out to my Purple Pants posse. What's popping? What's going on? Want to give a shout out to all of our new listeners. Hello, hello, hello. And if you don't know, now you know. We go together. What's popping? You listening to this podcast? We go together. We together. We stuck for life. Either way, old or new, welcome to the podcast. But before we get into this podcast, if you guys could subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, if you guys could give me a five-star rating, if you could write your boy a review, okay? Tell a friend to tell a friend. It is greatly appreciated. Now, what's everyone been up to? I know it's been a crazy couple of days, and I hope everyone is well. I hope your family is well. I hope, you know, I hope you chilling. You, me, what I've been up to? Well, whoo, Listen, I've been busy as a quarantine bee. And being busy for me has been really helpful because last week was a lot for me. And I'll share a little bit, you know, last week the Intimacy Podcast came out and it was really well received. But it took your baby boy on an emotional toll just because everything that was going on with the country, everything that was happening, everything that is happening, still happening right now. It just it was a lot. And so for me, I just had this sense of sadness, of mourning, of like just a lot was going through my head last week so I appreciate everyone that reached out to me that texted me that you know sent me DMs on the Twitters on the Facebook I appreciate it but you know your baby boy was struggling a little bit just because it was so much to just take in and just really being like wow it's 2020 and we are still I'm I'm still fighting the same things that my great great grandmother was fighting and it's just a hard emotion to explain because it I I don't know how to explain it I can only just say I felt a sense of sadness and I had great talks with very close friends with my family members with my mom that were able to guide me and and help me put my emotions and my feelings and things you know just help me kind of get my mind together because it really was all over the place just given the state of everything that's going on over the weekend in Philadelphia protests took out again and you know on Saturday and Sunday people came out and showed out in very peaceful protests and you know your baby boy was right there okay on the front lines because 
I'm very passionate about this subject and you know I can't just sit and talk on a podcast you know I can't I gotta let my actions do the talking for me so you know I just you know was quiet and I went out and I showed out and I was so grateful to see everyone that came out when I went back and saw on the news how many there was thousands of people in Philadelphia and in the surrounding areas and in the suburbs like Saturday and Sunday and yes this is what it's about really getting our message heard okay and it ain't just about protesting it's about using your platform it's about educating people it's about taking it back to your communities it's really a wake-up call for a lot but my thing is like i guess your alarm clock's been broke because this has been happening for years but listen we here now and i believe i saw on the news somewhere that this was the largest civil rights movement in this country's history all states okay in the united states participated in some type of protest and even abroad so i was like yes And when I was talking to Barb about it, she was like, you know, your great grandmother, Mama, Madeline was her name, but we called her Mama. She was like, you know, Mama would be so proud of you. Mama was very much in the civil rights movement um, and she just would be so proud of you. And you're like, you know, Mama's blood is running through you and a little black history fact that I didn't know was that my family, my mother's family was originally from Albany, New York, and they had moved down to the Philadelphia area in the 1950s because my great grandfather was sick and what I didn't know was that my great grandmother mama Madeline was a beautician and they actually owned a hair salon in West Philadelphia and they were the first black owned business in West Philadelphia so my great grandmother owned a beauty shop and maybe a couple of years later they bought the building adjacent to it and so they had a beauty shop and my great grandfather was a barber so they owned the first black owned business in the West Philadelphia area on 60th Street and so I was just like wow like yes okay black girl magic okay I'm just like and just hearing those stories that like normally would have not been talked about if it wasn't for a situation like this and it just like made me so excited and proud and my mom was like yes mama would be so proud of you so i was like i gotta take this back to my purple pants posse okay yes so i I just i love it but i'm excited for this week's episode i got a lot to unpack with you guys so yes let me give you the rundown of what's going on this week we've got our church announcements this week on the menu this week i've got an update about george floyd and the minneapolis police i have the new orleans saints quarterback drew Brees on the menu i've got Carol Baskin on the menu. I'm running down Insecure again for you guys. And Aaron and Missy from Season 39, Islands of the Idols, stop by to let us know what's popping with them. We've got our Purple Pants Picks, Advice with Bryce, and Freak of the Week. Okay, so listen, I'm excited for this episode. So without further ado, let's get into this podcast. All right, so for this week for our church announcements, I just got three short, quick church announcements, but less, I just want to get them out there to the Purple Pants Posse. First church announcement, I want to give a shout out to our new Purple Pants interns. Shout out to my girl, Audrey and Sophia. Yes! After a couple rounds of interviewing a lot of people for our Purple Pants podcast intern, you know, Jack and I really felt that Sophie and Audrey were a great so I'm so excited to welcome to the team Audrey and Sophia yes okay we out here doing big things just want to give a huge shout out to them as they help me 
help us grow together because you know listen you on a purple pants posse we go together so i'm excited for our interns so just a big shout out to sophie and audrey i'm very grateful for you Next on the church announcements, I just want to draw your attention and let you know, listen, we on the Instagram under Purple Pants Podcast, and we have recently created a Twitter account, okay, Purple Pants Pod. So listen, make sure if you're listening to this podcast right now, scroll on over to Twitter and make sure you give us a follow, okay, because we're going to be dropping some exclusive material to Twitter and, you know, just try to get more engaging as this podcast grows and, you know, we, we go together. So listen, make sure you keep a lookout for that. Follow us, Purple Pants Pod, on the Twitter and Purple Pants Podcast on the Instagram. Next on the church announcements, I just want to give a huge congratulations to the class of 2020. Yes! I know it's been very unconventional for a lot of you guys not having a graduation ceremony, but listen, that don't stop the hard work that you guys have put in throughout all of these years. And listen, I'm talking pre-K, okay? I'm talking eighth grade. I'm talking middle school. I'm talking high school. I'm talking vocationary school. I'm talking college. I'm talking master. I'm talking doctorate degree, okay? I'm talking CNA. I'm talking mechanics. I'm talking beauty school. Listen, if you graduated, listen, congratulations. I just want to give a huge shout out to the class of 2020. Listen, y'all going on to amazing things. I know this, okay? I know this. And listen, I got my nephew, my Scooshy Pushy. He graduated in high school going to college my my niece my pumpkin graduating from high school going to college okay there's so many graduations around me i'm so excited and i just want to give everyone a shout out happy class of 2020 listen don't let this quarantine don't let none of this that's going on stop you from celebrating your accomplishments i am very proud of you all so listen i had to put that on the church announcements and that's going to conclude this week's church announcements and listen let's keep this podcast rolling it's a man who, it's a man you, meat and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. It's a man who, it's a man you, meat and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. All right, welcome to the menu of the Purple Pants Podcast. We've got George Floyd and the Minneapolis Police. But first, I just want to give a big thank you to everyone that listened to my last podcast, Intimacy, uh, with an open heart and an open mind. I greatly appreciate it. I greatly appreciate all the shares. I'm appreciative of the conversation that it has started. I am overwhelmed by the response of people like reaching out and saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. But truly, there's nothing to think about me. I'm just delivering a message that I felt that was in me and that I, I had to be open and honest and share with you guys how I felt. And it truly warmed my heart to see that it, it was received and that you guys were listening. That touched me in a way that I never knew a podcast could bring to me. And so I am happy to always deliver. First of all, you know, here we go together. So I'm always going to tell you how I feel good, bad or indifferent. I'm just happy that you guys are listening and want to help and want to be a part of the change and be an ally. And so I, for that, I can't thank you enough. Um, and so back to George, I just wanted to say that that the other three officers that were on the scene with Derek Chauvin, Derek Chauvin was the one that had his foot or his knee on his neck. There was an officer manning the crowd and two other officers on his body that on Wednesday, June 3rd, they all were charged and arrested. Okay, listen. They were charged with aiding and abetting second degree murder and aiding and abetting second degree manslaughter. Yes, I'm very happy that they were arrested and charged. But listen, I won't be happy until there is justice for George. Okay, and justice for me for George is conviction. Okay, I want to see these officers placed in jail. 
And listen, I want all of them to be placed in jail. So the fight isn't over. And really what we need is reform. But I'm going to get into that a little later when we talk about the Minneapolis police. But I just wanted to say that. And you guys say, what does this protesting these people looting do? This is what it does. Okay. This is what it does. It brings conviction. Because best believe if the police, if that police force would have had it their way, we would have never heard about this. We would have never seen about this. And George Floyd would have been another statistic according to them and business as usual. So that's what this protest does. That's what us speaking out about it is. That's what us saying Black Lives Matter does for the movement, okay? It gets us convictions, okay? Not convictions. It gets us charges, okay? And we're going to get them convictions, best believe, okay? Because listen, like, okay, like he had his foot on his neck baby we ain't taking our foot off they necks okay until we get convictions okay until we get some reform in this nation because it ain't ooh tonight hey i gotta calm myself down so i get i get so excited because i i just uh, but listen like i said before just like Derek chauvin had his knee on George's neck, listen, we're going to put our knee on their neck. And what I mean by that is, listen, we calling these politicians, we calling these city councilmen, we are protesting, we're going to keep our foot on the gas until we get justice. Now back to our good brother George Floyd. He was laid to rest on Monday, June 8th in Houston. He had a very powerful funeral. There were a lot of political leaders, a lot of like well-known celebrities that came out and it was very touching. I, I watched, I couldn't watch all of it to be honest because again, it, there was a toll on me, but I was able to watch a little bit of what Reverend Al Sharpton was saying and it was just crazy to just to hear Reverend Al Sharpton in his whole career that, you know, he's essentially been fighting for the same thing and look at we are 2020 still going through this. But there will be other services for George all throughout the country. And I believe there was one on Thursday, June 4th. And there's going to be one on Monday, June 8th that, you know, just the celebration of his life and the funeral so that people can pay their respect for George Floyd. Another thing that has come out of the killing of George Floyd is, listen, the Minneapolis Police Department. Okay, baby, again. When people say, well, what does this protesting do? What does this rioting and looting? Listen, it brings awareness and it brings people to understand what's happening. And listen, okay, and many listen, follow me, y'all know. I, you don't listen. I be butchering words, but listen, in Minneapolis, in Minneapolis, nine members of the Minneapolis City Council, a veto-proof majority, pledged on Sunday to dismantle the police department promising to create a new system of public safety in the city where law enforcement has long been accused of racism saying that the city's policing system could not be reformed the city council members stood before hundreds of people gathering late in the monday on the grassy hill and promised to begin the process of taking apart the police department as it exists now for activists who have been pushing for years for the drastic change to policing the move represents a turning point that they hope will lead to a transformation of public safety in the city now listen purple pants posse we about to enter another uncomfortable subject but i feel like it's important for us to have now i think this move is terrific and i love the fact that these city council members said that they could not reform this the policing system yes you can't reform a racist system and 
I understand people are saying like not all cops are bad. I'm not saying that all, all cops are bad. I, like I come from a family, a military family, and I have people in my family that are police officers, and I don't believe that they are bad. But what I am saying is that you can't reform a racist system. And when you what what what, what do you mean, Bryce, when you say reform a racist system? Well, this is what I mean when I say you can't reform a racist system. Let's look at the history of the police in our nation and not let's look at the history let's look at where police came from in this nation do you all realize that the origin of police departments and police in this nation came back in the day from slave catchers oh did you know that that back in the day that each town each little city they used to have people that would catch slaves and then they soon unified to become bigger forces. But yes, the origin of police in this country was slave catchers. Like they used to catch the runaway slaves. And so like that's what the foundation of this police department in this nation was built on. So it's no wonder that we see these systemic issues resurfacing. Okay, back in the Jim Crow laws that police were used to enforce segregation. So this is what I'm saying that this is a long rooted problem and we can't reform it. Okay, and I, I applaud those council men and women for coming to that conclusion and saying like we need to start over and I'm here for it and I know that there's been a lot of trend going on around the country saying like defund the police and when I first heard that I'm like well wait a minute what is going on but baby when I did a little more research and I encourage you all purple pants posse to do your research and look at these police funds and these police budgets of these major cities and see how much money they are giving to this police force these police force around the, the nation i'm like wait a minute what the what's going on with all that money i'm a social worker here and we barely have enough money to ensure the safety of these children that i work for so I, i'm just confused as to the the breakdown of all of this money going to so at first i was like wait a minute i i they, listen they don't need 80 million dollars okay listen listen break it down Bryce they don't need all that money and I'm just saying and if y'all going to practice these type of tactics of continuing to kill unarmed black men of continuing to be the aggressor in these uh issues when we see the same issues that happen to a a white person you guys aren't aggressive at all you know i've seen countless videos of white men arguing with the police okay in their face getting out of their cars and and the police just stand there but yet the soon as the police officer does a traffic stop and walks over to a man of color in a car they got their hand on the trigger like come on now that ain't right and so i'm saying if y'all want to continue to practice these things then listen let's defund them okay let's take some of that money and put it where we can actually use it our social services okay many other places the homeless so many other places but what i liked a lot from what i was reading about some of these cities that are thinking about taking apart the police department and you know essentially like reorganizing a public safety I, I like some of the models that they were using using social workers bringing them to the scenes to help de-escalate hello hello <laughs> like y- yes and, and so i just like what i'm reading and again i don't know how this is all going to shake out purple pants posse but i'm just bringing you the information that i heard and listen i'll continue to report on it and tell you how i feel about it now i i might get more information and be a little more educated and bring back a different message but i'm just saying this is this is what i heard so far and i would encourage you all to look into this and you know report back to me tell me what you find i'm not saying that i'm right i'm just letting y'all know how i feel about the situation and i appreciate you guys for listening so 
let's keep this menu rolling, okay? Whoo, Chile. Mr. Drew Brees of the New Orleans Saints, the quarterback. Baby, I got a word for you. So listen, he was doing an interview, y'all, with Yahoo Finance and, you know, the protests and everything that was going on with in the country. And the interview asked him, like, his thoughts on the protests and everything. And Drew Brees, of course, had to take the stance of, I can never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag. And I think that he went on to say, I love and respect my teammates and I stand right there with them in regards to fighting for racial equality and justice. Breeze also said, I also stand with my grandfathers who risked their lives for this country and the countless other military men and women who do on a daily basis. And this is where my problem comes in with Mr. Drew. Miss Drew B. Come on in here, Drew B. Okay, because one, so let, let it's class time with Bricey. Drew. So one Drew. Okay. But I'm about to say his name a thousand times. One Drew. Okay. The protest that Colin Kaepernick started. Okay. In 2016, when he took a knee to police brutality was in no way, shape or form to disrespect our flag. Okay. He actually took a knee to pay respect, but he wanted to raise attention to it. Okay. The attention to the police killing unarmed African-American men that we see is that was in 2016 and here we are in 2020 and it's still happening. So that's what the protest was for. And what confuses me about this whole situation is that that's what Colin Kaepernick said. That's what he said the protest was. But they, everyone wants to change this narrative. Oh, they disrespecting the flag. Oh, they they are, you know, they not respecting our military. No, we ain't never said that. Like, that's never what the cause has been. Okay. And then it's like, I will listen, this is going to be another topic for another day, but it's just child, the same flag that has slavery, the same flag. Okay, that has segregation to say child. But listen, we'll get into that at a, a later day. But no, nobody's disrespecting the flag. It's about to bring awareness. But, you know, you, you see how they try to <laughs> listen. They want to confuse and like, oh, that's not what it's about. Oh, we're so disrespectful. No. Anyway, we all know that. We all know that now. And so after Drew said that comment, baby, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the social medias. Okay, listen, he received a huge backlash because obviously, first of all, and, and, and here's the thing. If that's how, if that's what you truly believe, Drew, then that's fine. Because you know what? You just need a little more education. But the climate of the country and everything that's going on right now, like that, that's what you choose to say out of your mouth. Like, whoo, baby. So anyway. After less than 25 hours after that interview went viral, Drew or his PR team, listen, they put, they, listen, they called Olivia Pope. Okay. They called, they called somebody and they put out the statement basically saying that Drew had a discussion with his teammates and people. And he understands that the protest was not to disrespect our flag, not to, you know, anything about the people that serve for our country. It's about bringing awareness to police brutality now i'm glad that he was able to issue that apology but another issue that i had child listen i should name this podcast issues another issue that i have is like you know child it's so funny how these you, you know how drew could just come come see jesus in 24 hours like wow that's so amazing because you've had this stance this whole time but all of a sudden you get a little backlash and listen they, they threaten to pull the money from your team they threaten all of this and all of a sudden you 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 have a come to jesus like that that's just so interesting to me because like you know because this ain't nothing new like this has been happening so but he had to come to jesus and whether or not i believe it or not he issued a statement and i'm gonna have to go on and respect that but 
Miss Whoopi Goldberg had a little clap back for Drew that I just thought was so eloquent. You know, she touched on the fact that Drew had said that, you know, his great his grandfather and his great grandfather were in World War One and World War Two. And that, like, you know, he could just never stand for anybody disrespecting the flag. Whoopi Goldberg came back and said, well, listen, Drew, my great grandfather and my grandfather both were in World War One and World War Two. They fought, you know, just like your grandfathers. But, you know, the difference was when they came back to this same country, this same country guess what they couldn't even vote <laughs> so let that sink in i just let that sink in for you guys but anyway we're not going to tear drew be down because he did issue a statement and you know for me obviously i i drew issue with it a little bit because i'm like wow how fast we can come to come come to the light but he issued another statement um but what kind of made me think about drew a little bit harder was when that guy that's in office number 45, when he got wind of this, he actually issued a tweet or something he did basically kind of saying like, you know, I stand with Drew uh, and, you know, not letting people disrespect our flag. Something to that effect. And to my surprise, Drew took to his social media and addressed 45 directly and essentially said, well, he added 45 directly. He said to 45. Through my ongoing conversation with friends, teammates, and leaders in the black community, I realize this is not an issue about the American flag. It has never been. We can no longer use the flag to turn people away or distract them from the real issues that face our black communities. We did this in 2017, and regretfully, I brought it back with my comments this week. We must stop talking about the flag and shift our attention to the real issues of the systematic racial injustice, economic oppression, police brutality, and judicial and prison reform. We are at a critical juncture in our nation's history. If not now, then when? We as a white community need to listen and learn from the pain and suffering of our black communities. We must acknowledge the problems, identify the solutions, and then put this into action. The black community cannot do it alone. This will require all of us. Now, listen, when I read that and he directly added to 45, now I said, no, oh, oh, well, uh, well, okay, Drew. Uh, Now that I now listen now for that. I got to applaud Drew because you know what? When leadership does not come from the top down and, you know, the top fans, the fire, I can appreciate somebody stepping up and admitting that they were wrong. Although, however fast it may have came. But, you know, an action like that, that actually kind of like I I said, okay, I I see what you're talking about, Drew. But I I think that's important. And and I think somebody coming from Drew's standpoint, who's always been like, you know, I'm not disrespecting the flag for him to say something like that really can get an eye opener and really can get people to stop focusing that it the the protest was never about the flag okay it was about police brutality and i think that if we can get people to stop and stop focusing on the flag okay and focus on the black men and women and children that are being killed i think that that is so listen i i'm gonna have to say okay drew i'm gonna let you off the hook okay because my eye was my eye was real crooked at you but i respected that move by him i i I have to say so listen as fast as i cut somebody out i can at the same time i can tip my head off to them and i say i I see what you're doing drew so listen we're gonna keep this menu rolling next on the menu we got oh god carol Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin killed her husband, whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Fed him to tigers, they stacking. What's happening? Carol Baskin. 
Now, y'all know I love me some Tiger King, okay? And I ain't really that mad at Joe Exotic. I feel like he should be free. But listen, so some new news came out about Carol Baskin. And so I said, listen, I got to run this right down to the Purple Pants Posse. So, yes, we all know Joe Exotic is in jail for trying to kill Carol Baskin, for hiring a hitman to kill Carol Baskin, even though the guy that he hired testified against him in court and said that he was never going to kill Carol Baskin, but he took the money that Joe paid him. But I want to stand by the guy that was going to killer that said that he took the money is not in jail but joe exotic's in jail now mind you i just seen a lot of other videos about joe exotic and a lot of other things that i don't agree with but from a standpoint of i love messiness and just uh like you know that that's where i come from with my love for joe exotic and anyway we know that joe exotic was bought out by jeff lowe and you know jeff lowe is planning on opening up a new zoo in oklahoma sometime in like the next 120 days but listen bay bay a judge had finally ruled in the favor of hey you cool cats and kittens and this lawsuit regards for the greater Winwood department group llc which is the company that owns joe exotics zoo that we saw that jeff lowe owns but that's the name of it because you know if you saw listen if you saw tiger king then you saw how many names how many deed changes how many cars he bought how many all of that but yeah so listen back to what i was saying the order gives carol baskin control of about 16 acres of land that joe had and okay the judgment also awarded her several cabins and vehicles to carol now mind y'all if y'all saw tiger king what the hell carol baskin with them cabins okay them cabins is so 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 disgusting but anyway i just think that this story is so funny because this is what joe exotic said throughout the whole time in Tiger King is that she just wants his zoo. She wants his zoo. And I just think like time and time again, here she is about to acquire this 16 acres. Now, mind you, for me, I think it's more interesting is the fact that not the fact that where her husband went, okay? Because listen, we know where that husband went. Okay, that's where her husband went. But what I think is more interesting is that over there, the, the big cat rescue, she says that she wants to end these big cats in cages. Girl, if you want to end these big cats in cages, why? Why are you acquiring another zoo to put more big cats in cages? Ch- Chile. And that something, that ch- something don't make sense, you cool cat and big kitten. That don't make sense to me. And that's another thing that I just never understood about Carol was that like, girl, you want to end these big cats. But yet you run Big Cat Rescue that essentially does the same thing that Joe Exotic did. You run tours, you make money off of it. But listen, Joe Exotic at least made lovers out of the people that he worked with and paid them. Child, the people that work at Big Cat Rescue are volunteers. Listen, you can't pay me to, listen, y'all ain't volunteering at no Big Cat. No, no, man. You gonna run me my check, Carol Baskin, okay? Because you out here getting these, acquiring these lawsuits, making this coin. Okay, Miss Carol Baskin, run me my check, okay? I'm not a volunteer, Okay, I'm a paid employee, okay, that y'all are not paying. So, but anyway, I just thought that was so interesting that she now owns that zoo and we'll see what happens. I believe the people have 120 days to vacate the premises, but y'all, there won't be much to clean out of those cabins. But listen, I told y'all I would keep you posted on anything I saw Tiger King. So I just wanted to bring that to the posse. Okay, I can't believe Miss Carol Baskin, okay? Where is your husband, girl? Where is your husband? Okay, listen, it's people like me out here trying to get somebody to text them back consistently. And child, you didn't had a husband and had a tiger eat him. Whew, Chile, let's, let's keep this menu rolling. Next on the menu, we got Insecure. I've been raving about Insecure so much this whole season. And I'm just always so excited to Amplified Melanated Voices. Issa Rae is the producer and the creator of this show. And I just love it. I love this show for a multitude of reasons for a young black man living in, you know, the United States. 2020 it's just really good to be able to see a show that i feel like reflect 
a lot of my views, my music, how I feel, how quirky I am. I just really love the show and I feel like a lot of people can relate to it. So if you haven't watched Insecure, I'm going to just tell you again, watch it. It comes on HBO, 10 p.m. on Sunday nights. We're on season four. But listen, if you want to watch the other three seasons, it's on HBO On Demand. Baby, get into it. So listen, let's get back into this episode. So the episode starts off with Issa and Lawrence going strong. And what I mean by going strong is, baby, they hoo ha ha ta ha all, all over the place, okay? In the kitchen, in the living room, on the couch. I be, oh, hold on, hold on. Y'all, I'm gonna be right back. I just gotta go watch the first five minutes of Insecure. I'll be right back. All right, I'm back. Yeah, they was hoo ha and ba da ba da. Ooh, chillin'. Listen, I, listen, I'm still waiting for a text back, y'all. Listen, it's been, it's been a dry quarantine for me. Listen, so anyway, who child, where was I at? I don't even know. What day of the week is it? What am I doing? Who I'm on the phone with? Hello? Oh, sorry, y'all. I'm all discombobulated. Excuse me. Excuse me. All right, back to Issa. Back to, <laughs> back to Insecure. What was I saying? Okay, yeah. So Issa and Lawrence kind of have been Figuring out what they're doing. And, you know, at one point in scene, Issa says to Lawrence, I really like what we're doing. And Lawrence actually asks her, like, what are we doing? And so they kind of sort of agree to get back together, but not really get back together, but uh, basically agree to be on the same page. So right as they have that conversation, Issa gets a text from Nathan. We know Nathan was the guy that she used to date kind of sort of in season three, who actually is Molly's new boyfriend, Andrew's roommate. And we know Issa, she been living her life. She been dating, you know, going out, hooking up with people as she should. She's a young single lady. And listen, she should be able to do what she wants. So, you know, she had reconnected with Nathan not that long ago and they were hanging out. But, you know, obviously, since Lawrence is back, she wants to make Lawrence her priority. So Nathan texts Issa and said, hey, are you still going to help me move? I guess in a previous episode, Nathan explained that he was going to be moving out from Andrew and he wanted Issa to help him unpack. Now, if anybody know what I know, that if somebody like Nathan is texting me to help him come unpack his apartment, baby, I'm going to come over there. But a box is not what I'm going to unpack if you get my drift. And I believe that's kind of what the same page Issa was on. So Issa did something that was kind of surprising to me. He was very upfront with Lawrence and said, hey, this guy used to date. He asked me to help him move and I'm trying to be a good friend and I would like to help him move. But if you have an issue with that, I completely respect it and I won't help him move. To my surprise, Lawrence was like, yeah, no, get it, get it. Like, you know, you be a good friend. Now here is, I got a side eye for Lawrence, y'all though. My side eye for Lawrence is, I feel like it's just too good to be true. I feel like he's still talking to Condola or I feel like he doing something sneaky that he just going to end up breaking Issa heart and I don't got time for that. Speaking of Condola, Issa did bring that situation up and Lawrence did confirm that he did meet up with her and basically explained to her that they no longer are a thing. Also on the horizon for Lawrence is that he has this job interview out in San Francisco so he would essentially have to move from where he is living at now which is down the street from Issa which obviously gives us viewers a dilemma like if Issa and Lawrence get back together and then he moved what's the point of them getting back together or is like Issa going to leave and go to San Francisco or is Issa going to do something to mess it up like I don't know I'm I'm all over the place with what's going on so Lawrence goes to San Francisco to take this job interview now molly and andrew we knew that molly and andrew have been kind of sort of having issues in regards to molly's controlling issues how she overreacted with the brother how it put a strain on him and so andrew says that his brother's in town and would really like for molly to go out with the 
the brother. However, Molly is like, no, I don't, you know, I don't like your brother. You just go. And so Andrew's like, you know, are you always going to hold this over my brother? Are you never going to talk to my brother? He is my brother. And if we in a relationship, like, how is this going to work? We also see in this episode, Molly going to talk to her therapist, something that I super love a lot in the black community. You know, therapy is thought of as like, we don't need that. We don't use that. But uh, please, everyone needs therapy. And I am always a big proponent of therapy, self-assessment, all of these great things. So we see Molly talking to her therapist. And a lot of the times, like between Molly and Issa, I feel like sometimes I'm Molly, sometimes I'm Issa. But definitely during Molly's therapy session with her therapist, I felt like I definitely was Molly. Molly was saying a lot of the things that the people had did to her and that like, you know, she was just like, I just don't get down like that. And so the therapist asked her the question, like, there's a pattern of somebody doing something to you and you put a wall up. And the therapist was like, you know, if you put a wall up for everyone, do you want to be in relationships? Do you want to have friendships? And I was like, ooh, bitch. I'm like, is this therapist talking to me? Because I just feel like a lot in my life. And I tell y'all, I'm I'm on a roll for a better Bryce. And so a lot of the times I feel like if someone wrongs me, if someone does me something that I don't like, if I felt like someone's attacking me, I will instantly put up a wall and that's, a, it's protective of me. Like, you know, back when I was younger and I got teased, that's how I was able to like keep myself safe. I would put up a wall. I would be like, I hate you. And I never want to deal with you. And so like, I just, when Molly, I just, whoo, that subject really hit home for me. So it caused Molly to rethink about different things. And so we also see at the same time, Issa really can't decide whether or not she should go help Nathan move and just really kind of confused about this whole Lawrence situation and so she kind of reaches out to some of her other friends but obviously there's no friend like your best friend who knows you and understands you so she contemplates reaching out to Molly and like it's like should I should I not she ultimately calls Molly it goes to voicemail because Molly's actually in therapy but leaves her a message like hey Molly like I would really love to get together with you let's talk when Molly gets out of therapy she sees the message and listens to it and like you know look at God so Molly and Issa both meet up they meet up for brunch yes can we get an amen for brunch during this pandemic y'all I have not had a brunch and I've been dying for a mimosa but anyway back to insecure they meet up Molly is very kind of somewhat standoffish Issa is like awkward and they really talk about surface stuff and this reminds me a lot of myself and my friends that like if you've ever had a friend that you've had a disagreement with and you guys meet up and it's like you talk about very superficial things just to kind of like avoid the like you know the ice and you go to like funny memories and stuff but you don't really talk about the deep issues that you need to talk to well that was Molly and Issa and I was just like wow like again why I love this show so much me as a young black gay man I just see so much of my life and so uh, so much of what I can relate and my, it just like the show just always has me thinking although it's very funny but it really has a deep message almost like this podcast don't sleep on this podcast okay ah. so anyway it's a good meeting for both of them but they don't really talk about the surface they don't really talk about anything but it's just like hey okay girl we'll, we'll see each other soon so Molly goes back to Andrew's house and Andrew's all excited like hey how was it Molly's like it, I mean it is it was whatever like you know we didn't really talk about anything Thing. And so what I love about Andrew is like, well, he's like, well, did you bring it up? And, he, and now here go. Now, this is where I turn into Molly. And Molly's like, well, listen, why would I have to bring it up? They did me wrong. OK, I showed up. I was there. I could. They could have brought it up. Now, man, that's how I be, too, as well. But listen, I'm on for I'm on a roll to a better Bryce purple pants posse. So work with me. So Molly gets defensive with Andrew. And we see this common thread with Molly and Andrew that if Andrew does not 100% agree with everything that she says or she does, she automatically gets defensive. And Andrew's been very, very patient with 
Molly, but we know that Molly hasn't had long relationships. And so like, maybe this is the reason. So it makes me worrisome for Molly. Cause although in this feud, I'm team Issa, I still love me my Molly. And if Andrew makes her happy, I want her to be happy. But obviously we can see that Andrew gets frustrated a lot of the time with Molly. Another prime example of that is that an- another scene in the episode where Molly comes home and she brings home like Thai food. And she's like, this is what I got. And Andrew's like, well, I thought we were doing Indian. And Molly was like, but I didn't really like it last time. So I got this. And so we see Andrew. Andrew kind of make this face and we all kind of know that face of annoy and so they kind of sort of start having this mini awkward argument and they look to the left and it's Issa and Nathan standing in the living room because Issa was helping Nathan move and so they had to go to that house to get some things because you know Nathan lives with Andrew and so they're like oh hi guys and so very very awkward I, and trust me I've been in plenty of awkward situations with my friends so it's just so funny but Nathan and Issa are like we just came to get these boxes we'll get out your way and Andrew and Molly are like oh no it's cool you know come get something to eat we got food stay if you want and Issa like no we not hungry and Nathan like we hungry and Issa like well actually I am kind of hungry and so they're like no stay so they end up staying and they have somewhat of a good time together another time we get to see Molly and Issa kind of connecting they drinking the, you know they, they wet and they whistle they're having a great time they're reminiscing Andrew and Nathan obviously they're friends and so it's a great time so at one point in time the, the, the bottle is getting low and Andrew's like well I've got another bottle in the kitchen and Molly's like yeah go get it and so Issa and them they start playing this game and Issa's like well if y'all don't want me to stay I don't I, we, we could go and Molly's like, no, stay, let's let's play the game. And so while Andrew's in the kitchen, Molly and mind you, they've been wet and they whistle. So Molly gets her phone and she goes to text Andrew and he goes, see, I'm actually trying with Issa. But she actually sent the text message to Issa and Issa saw it. And obviously we know through Issa's point of view, like, what you mean? I'm actually trying with her. Like, you know, I, I'm supposed to be your best friend. We kicking it. I, I've been reaching out to you. And, and, and in fact, you're the one that ruined my block party. So how dare you? So Issa kind of abruptly leaves and Molly follows her out. And Issa's like, I don't understand. Like, you're barely even trying. And Molly's like, I don't know. And Issa's like, you know, I, it doesn't seem like you want to talk. Is it really that hard to be around me? And then so Molly basically says, maybe we've grown apart. Maybe who you are now doesn't suit me in my life of where I am now. Now, baby, again hit home for me a lot a lot I've, oh this one particular friend popped into my mind where we've actually had this conversation before and i was just like ooh, chile but you know and you can see in Issa's face how hurt and devastated she was and she had called a lift and obviously the second that molly said that the lift pulled up and Issa was like okay and then molly was like okay as if like really that's what you want to say to what i just said but in Issa's defense like girl what else you want me to say you essentially you just broke my heart so Issa gets in the car and she drives away and of course you know that's how the episode end now i'm mad because i'm like yes i thought this was gonna be the episode that molly and Issa, you know came back together and was girlfriends so and then i learned that next week is the season finale chile purple pants posse what i'm gonna do i'm trying to tell y'all if y'all not watching insecure sunday nights 10 p.m hbo get into it now let's keep on rolling down the river on this menu all right keeping the menu rolling i've got some special guests that wanted to pop on by i'm excited they both have popped a cherry on the purple pants podcast before so this is not the first time they are here but i'm excited to have them i'd like to welcome missy and aaron from island of the idols season 39 back to the purple pants podcast was popping hey aaron you see you see how he said missy and aaron right you see how he got it right are we are we gonna start with this is this 
how Missy, we're going to kick this thing off. Missy and Aaron. I thought, I thought it was us together, and then if Bryce came at us, we would we would bond together. But clearly, I see. We can do that. If anybody was bonding anybody together, it'd be me and Missy against oh, Aaron. Okay. Oh, Missy wow. and Aaron. Yeah, there you go, bro. It's Prince of like that. It's like that. <laughs> because right, there's only one true Prince of Providence, and you know, his name is me. Ah. That, that's not what the name says I'm looking at right now. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> I, I can't stand with y'all, but I'm so glad that you guys wanted to come on the Purple Pants Podcast to give people an update of what y'all got popping, because I think what you guys have going on is so much fun. But before we get into that, I just wanted to, you know, you guys are my real friends in real life. And anytime that I talk to people, especially people of color, I always kind of just kind of dive in. You know, that's that therapist in me. But I just want to ask, like, how are you guys? doing and handling everything that is going on in the world today, especially, you know, the highlighting of, you know, people of color and the injustices that is going on. Mm. Aaron, you want to go first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, for me, this this goes back my, my entire life. I mean, it's always been something that I've struggled with being a mixed racial, uh, racially mixed kid growing up in an all white area with a black father and a white mom. It was always something that was front and center for me. And my mother and father did a very good job raising me and teaching me to unconditionally love everybody, regardless of their race, their gender, uh, their sexual orientation, any differences. They, they just they taught me to love people. Um, and I've, I've growing up that way, I've had to, to bite my lip. And, and, you know, there's been situations that have happened where I shrug it off. I'm the token black kid in school and, and they call me the black kid and I'm, I'm mixed, but they don't know any different because I'm, I don't look like them. And being a minority business owner, I've always had to feel like I had to bite my tongue and I, and I couldn't chime in in situations like this. But with everything going around and, and my responsibilities that I feel that I have to educate people and teach people, I, I've been a little bit more vocal and, and started opening up these conversations because I do feel as though people are willing to listen. And, and, and it's unfortunate that it took all of this to finally have all of this to happen for people to finally start to sit back and, and say, you know what, let me let me let me listen to you. Let me I've never took the time to right. understand what it's like coming from your side of the of the of the of the spectrum here. And um, I think that has been a positive. So I'm going to talk about the positives that I'm taking away from this is I feel that people are now more open to having conversations and learning a little bit about, you know, what it's like to grow up, you know, brown in, in this world and what it's like to, to come from a, a mixed race family and growing up brown in a white community and being a business owner, not really feeling like I could say anything. So it's it's nice to finally have these conversations. I've had some of my white friends come to me and say, hey, Aaron, like I'm coming to you. I hope you don't take uh, offense to this, but how do I explain race and racism to my white children? And, and to me, I've never in my life mm. had my friends ever approach me and mm-hmm. ask me for that question. And that to me is like, wow, all right, people are listening. They, they want to learn. And, and, and that's what I'm taking away from this is that now is a time for if you do feel like you have a voice to say something, to stand up. And you don't have to be black to have a voice. You don't have to be brown to have a voice. You can you can talk regardless. And uh, that's what I hope it comes away from all this is that just more people take the time to listen. A, wow. A hundred percent agree. Oh, my goodness. Missy? I don't know. if OK. Yeah. Damn, Aaron. Yeah. So for me, um, it's been very difficult seeing my grandma and everything that she struggled with in her lifetime and to, I always felt that we were a little bit removed from it. And to now I'm so happy that people have cell phones, right? We can actually see the injustices coming out more and more and to wake up every morning and to scroll through my phone, to listen to your podcast that you just did. It's nice that people are willing to talk about it and they're willing to share. 
this is officially the largest civil rights movement that we've ever had in history. And so we're, Mm. we're forming history, all 50 states, cities, Switzerland, England, France, they're all protesting with us peacefully. And so for me, that's, it's so cool to be a part of history in that way. I hate what had to happen for, for it to happen, but to be able to have these conversations with my grandma now and to see her go more in depth with what she went through, I truly love it. Um, so yeah, I think it brings people together. Stonewall, we didn't have a lot of rights as an LGBTQ community, but now we do. Stonewall made that happen. And so I think it takes the protesting. It takes people willing to stand up for what's wrong to make change. And I think after this month, uh, George, his the his daughter just said that my dad changed the world. And I think mm-hmm. he did. He completely changed the world and how people are going to start viewing other people. And my favorite meme online right now is all houses matter. So when people mm. ask you, why are people, all lives matter, cops matter, everyone does matter, truly. Every single person in the world matters. But if you think about all houses matter, if the house on the right is on fire, why would you be pouring water on the house on the left? That's completely fine. Speak. So if the house on the left, it's standing, the lights are on, the family is safe, wouldn't you put all your time and energy into the house on the right that is burning down before your eyes? And also be happy if you are not, you don't have a movement. You don't need a movement. If you do not need a movement, you don't have as many injustices in your life. Black people are dying every single day. So all houses do matter, but the house on the right right now is burning down and people are dying. So let's all work together as a community and put the fire out. Absolutely. And I just echo what both of you guys said. And it just also to me I feel like us being on this public platform however big or small it may seem to us but what I am realizing and what I am like learning to kind of like just walk in my truth is that like you know our words have power and you know people look up to you guys and to me for being on this survivor show and they think it's so cool but what I think is more important is that like we actually like pull down the curtain of like us being these survivor players and really kind of like pouring our hearts and really being intimate and really being like sharing our struggles. And I think that that is more powerful than what I originally realized. And I just think it's important to have these conversations. So I just wanted to say, you know, I know that ain't why y'all came up on here, but y'all my peoples. And I think that what you guys have to say matters. Um, it doesn't matter if it's Missy and Aaron or Missy, mm. Bryce and Aaron. Um, I just think that it is important that, you know, you guys' voices are heard no matter how little or how small. So I just thank you so much for that. But, you know, to try to switch gears because everything, you know, let, let, let's give the people what they want, something popping. Y'all got something really interesting <laughs> and fun going on, you know, Aaron and Missy. So, like, whoa, what, yep, what, yep, whoa. Yep, yep, come yep, on, yep, yep, I got you. you. You see how hype he got? See I how hype he it. got? I it see. don't take him. <laughs> All right. Let's throw him a bone. Aaron, so if okay. you want to start it off, go ahead. I'll finish it up. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, <laughs> Missy and I, we, we had the opportunity of doing the Instagram live takeover with Hearts of Reality, and we were sitting there and kind of trying to think of creative ways where we could have something different, you know, where it, was just, it wasn't just us going back and forth and bantering each other and answering questions. So we came up with the idea together that we would, you know, have a, a trivia competition. So we basically uh, put together 20 questions and then give the people who were on our Instagram live the opportunity of answering survivor-based trivia. So we did it. And the feedback was incredible. I mean, we had people chiming in and we had, you know, over 30, 40 people participate and, and, and a lot of good positive feedback came from that. So, you know, we sat and we talked and we're like, hey, I mean, we got this whole quarantine situation going on right now. Nobody's leaving their house. 
you know, why don't we try to continue this? Why don't we try to, you know, do something more with this and, and not just have it be a, a one-time deal, but let's, let's start a survivor trivia, um, event. And, and that's kind of the, the, how it blossomed. So I'll let Missy take over and kind of take now, it from there. Can I just jump in real quick? Now I'm going to be honest with y'all. Cause you know, I, I give it to you real, like no fake. Now when Missy told me <laughs> like, Hey Bryce, come on for this trivia. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I don't, I don't know this stuff. What up? What up? want to come on this damn trivia and do that for? Okay. I'm running <laughs> out third in Kageon. It ain't nothing for me in here, but I have to say when Missy was like, bro, it's just Click on the link and watch. Oh Just my click on the link gosh. and watch. And I'm like, okay, I'll click on the link and watch. I was blown away because it, so many things I was blown away about this trivia was one, I was blown away by the audience that you guys have got. And two, I was blown away by how fun it was. Like, it was so much fun mm. to watch these. And, and so, mind you, y'all know I'm all over the place. So follow me. Follow me, Aaron and Missy. I was also taken aback by one, how young the survivor audience really is Mm -hmm. and how knowledgeable they are i'm like what's it so like they missy had me read some questions before i would read three sentences like i would read three words in the question and i could be like apple john jack and these people these kids (laughs) are the survivor camerons jessica i'm like what the hell what's going on and Another thing, I'm sorry, I just, I, y'all know me, I'm all over the place. Another thing that I really loved about the trivia that I, I took away personally was after the trivia, they have this like question and answer and Missy and Aaron, they asked the, like the, the participants, like, what did you like about this? What didn't you like about this? And what I love is that like, you know, us survivor communities, we're a niche, you know, we, we, we are special type of people. If you really get into the show, if you really love the show, you're a special type of people. And some of the fans that watch survivor, some of them may be on the spectrum of different things and what I really love and I, I would have to say was so heartwarming to me was that when Aaron and Missy asked questions there was some person that was like hey guys I can't read as fast as I can write some people said hey I can't really like listen as fast as I can read and the fact that you guys not only take the time to identify that but take the time to customize your trivia so that everyone can get such a, a impactful thing from it I really have to say and I don't like giving my hats off to Aaron a lot <laughs> but I just have to say I just truly want to give my hats off to you guys for that for not only like just making something that's fun but like you know making something that's fun for everyone that wants to participate that really like blew me away when you guys did that had the people speak and really talk about what their experience experiences was so that you guys could make the best experience for somebody that blew me away so i I, sorry i I know i'm going on and on but i I just had to just tell y'all that because i don't know if i actually like got to tell y'all that but that really for me that kind of touched me because it's like y'all not just doing this just to do it to get your name out there like you know but y'all are really doing it because y'all like survivor and y'all like the interaction and you like how it's growing and how fun it is so i appreciate that for y'all i appreciate that from you guys yes thank you absolutely and then for the fans oh Oh, ooh, no, sir. No, sir. He ready to cut you. He ready to cut you off. I hear him. Jeez. So, I had a, I had Bryce, a thought. You gotta I had understand. A thought. I'll let you, Missy, I'll let you go. Bryce. I'll let you go. I'll, I'll be nice and let you go. I can't Jeez. mute you now. I can't mute her. Usually I can mute her. Bryce. I can just, just... Oh, my gosh. So now, let me can't. just go ahead. So, Bryce, so you see how he is. This is how he is on the call with trivia. I have to mute him sometimes because truly he doesn't know when to stop talking. It's a really hard ebb and flow. <laughs> I had to make him the intern last week. I had to put him on, put him on duty. So, <laughs> so anyways, anyways, intern, give me a minute. Let me let the people know what's going on. So guys, basically we hop onto a Zoom call. We'll broadcast it to YouTube so everybody can see. We'll give a link. 
We've had on people from Bryce to Jamal to DK Chillin, aka DK Villain. Uh, send me a D- Dean. I want to date you. So, anyways. <laughs> I'm editing it out, okay? No, you're not. Anytime I come on PPP, I need Dean to hear me. So if you guys can get this to him. Aaron, get the intern, please. Anyways, anyways. So yeah, we've had Dean. We've had Elaine, Nora. We have people come on. They're our friends. And we also get to meet other alumni in the community. So for us, it's been super healing during this time of quarantine. Our next lineup that we have coming out, we have some really big names. And I'm so excited as a fan myself. When we hung up with Eric, uh, Dabu Doodles Eric, I just cried. I called Aaron and I was crying because I'm a, I'm a huge fan. And so this week coming up on the 10th, we're going to have, well, Bryce, you want to tell them? You want to let them know? I mean, I think on the 10th, Purple Pants Posse, they might have, you know, your baby boy. Okay. <laughs> they going to have Jatia from Kagiyan. So if you watch the question, you ain't get enough of Jatia. They have Jatia and baby boy Jamal from Idol Islands of the Idol. So listen, we got a jam. They got a jam, jam a jam, jam a jam, 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 pack episode. I'm here for okay yes. Make, can i be the intern can i be the intern that day no that's aaron so she uses you she uses aaron. the intern be careful <laughs> and so yeah so we're gonna have them got we're gonna have them on on the 10th i'll be posting the sign up links on my instagram story it'll be in all the major facebook groups you'll see it come out a couple of days before and after everyone signed up we randomly picked the first 40 people so we picked those 40 people the intern aaron will send out the email <laughs> and he'll let you know that he'll let Keep you it know. <laughs> Keep it up. He'll let you know you got selected. When you get that email, honestly, the way we want it to feel is like you want a ticket to the Willy Wonka factory. Like it's such a big deal for us. We put a lot into it and we'd love to see y'all next week. All right, intern, go ahead. Let them know. Yeah, the last thing that I want to say, and, and I appreciate you finally letting me talk again, Missy. I know how much you like to take this take the show over right, and, right. and be the center of attention. Of course. But for us, honestly, really, it's and what I've learned a lot is that the Survivor fan base is not as bad as social media may make it out to be. And I know playing the game and sitting back and you have the you know, the Twitter trolls that will pop in and, 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 and try to just take away from the entire experience. What what this has shown me and other Survivor alumni is that the fans are amazing. They mm-hmm. really, really are amazing. And to see the pure just like joy and, and our ability to kind of interact with them and, and, and talk to them and say their names and, and call, call them out and, you know, just really just develop this relationship to me has kind of renewed that sense of, of pride of playing Survivor. Because, you know, our season was rough. It was tough going through what we went through and got a lot of hatred on social media and not a lot of positive. But this has really been a 100% positive experience. And I think some alumni may, maybe are, are timid to put themselves out in there. And what I'll, what I'll say is that if you are a survivor alumni, you have a story that you want to tell, you have something that you want to promote, or maybe you want to just, you want to just share your survivor story because you never had a voice to share it. Yes. This is a good outlet to do that. And that's kind of what, what I'm really seeing is that these weekends are great, not just for the fans, but also for a survivor alumni that maybe didn't have their story told and now yes. have the opportunity to do so. So I, I, that's that's pretty much all I wanted to say there. Beautiful. It's a very safe place. Uh, like, you know, and the fact that it's on a Zoom call is it, so much fun. And now I'm going to put this out there, Purple Pants Posse. Now, right now it's just on the Zoom. But I'm telling Aaron and Missy that once the world open back up again, I foresee, like, you guys taking this, like, somewhere 
crazy. Like, I see you guys doing live events. Like, I just, for wow. me, that, it, it's mm. just, mm. I am, I envision it. Like, I don't know, like, I, I'm telling you, like, when I got off that call, I was like, oh my God, this is so fun. I could see this a live event. The okay. People coming in, having people watch. It would just be so fun. And I'm going to just say here right now, wherever it's at in the United States of America, okay, your baby boy is flying out and I want to host it. I want to host mm. the first one, okay? Yes. So, like a like get, a Survivor Jeopardy. Yes, oh. yes, exactly. Oh. Like, how much fun with that? So, oh. Missy, make sure you get the intern to write that down for you so he okay. knows Aaron that I'm it. coming. <laughs> I got okay. you. Uh, and then real quick, okay. shout out to our actual intern. He's a lot cooler than Aaron. His name is Logan. He graduates from high school tomorrow. Yes. Congratulations, Logan. Yes, we I couldn't do that. it without him. Truly, he writes our questions for us. He keeps them together. He keeps us in check whenever we get a little bit off. So, Logan, we couldn't do it without you. We truly love you, and you deserve this graduation. He has a full ride to go to college, all wow. right? No student debt. Mm-hmm. Let's get a bell. No student Come debt. Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. Oh, oh, that was like seven, I was a couple ten, of them. Ten bills. It was a couple oh. of them. But listen, Logan, if you're listening, and since you don't have no student debt, if you just want to feel what it's like to have some student debt, call me. I could just give you a portion, just so you know, just real life experiences, <laughs> just in the event. But before I hang up with y'all, before we go, I'm going to give a certain somebody an opportunity me, to me. redeem himself. Oh, okay. okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In turn. Oh, shoot. Number one. Wow. Aaron Meredith, okay? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What's the Purple Pants Podcast theme song? Wow, finally. All right, drop it, Aaron. Give it to him. Mm-hmm. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones in. Listen up quick. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Okay. Oh, my God. All wow. right. Okay. It's now been officially upgraded. Aaron and Missy. All right. <laughs> okay. Wait, I'm... wait, wait, wait. How did that happen, though? He bell? just, he Where's sung it bell? off Where's key, out of tune. What is that? It's wow. okay. When I was with him in person, Missy, he had this, like, awkward two-step that went with it that I was like, Aaron, just stop. Don't do not do that. He was like, I'm trying. Oh I'm trying. So we don't give out participation trophies. I be okay. You right. You right. Missy and Aaron, just drop where people can follow you guys at and where they can just follow and get the information for the trivia. Yes. All right. At the Missy Bird is my handle on all social media platforms. If you want to watch past episodes and study up, which I definitely recommend, you can go to my YouTube channel, The Missy Bird, and all of our past episodes will be filled in there. Yeah, that's that's where everything happens and takes place on Missy's, but my Instagram, Aaron C. Meredith, Twitter, ACM underscore fitness. Not super active on, on social media, but most of the uh, the stuff is going to be found on Missy's page. So go follow her. Don't worry about me. Yeah, don't worry about them. <laughs> and again, Aaron's Instagram is that intern one. So make sure you guys <laughs> follow him. Well, anyway, guys, it's been so much fun to have you. I greatly appreciate your support coming on the Purple Pants podcast. And I'm greatly appreciate for you moving the survivor community forward in your own way. It's so easy for people in this community to bite off of other people's ideas. So I have to applaud originality. And thank you guys so much for coming on the Purple Pants podcast. It's been Rizio. Yes. Much love. Thank you, bro. It's a purple pants pick. It's a purple pants pick. If you hurry up quick, it's a purple pants pick. Yeah. 
Yes, and we are on to, again, one of my favorite segments of the podcast, Purple Pants Picks. As you know, every Saturday morning to my Instagram, Bryce Isaiah, I will post a photo of Purple Pants and I will say, drop your picks. And that's the opportunity for you, the listener, to get your baby boy, me, to talk about whatever subject, whatever pick, whatever topic you want to talk about, whether it be pop culture, news, music, social justice, anything you want, you drop it that Saturday morning and then I will put it on the podcast. So yes, without further ado, let's get into the first Purple Pants pick. All right, the first Purple Pants pick is from Michelle. She wants to know what your skincare routine is. Hey, Michelle. Yes, you know your baby boy loves for his skin to glow. So I actually have oily skin. So I always use an extringent on my face. So I'll use like alcohol. I'll take some cotton pads and I will always like every night before bed, make sure I unclog those pores, get all that dirt off my face. And I love to use an exfoliating scrub. Now I love, uh, it's like a, 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 a apricot apricot scrub um but listen i love me some target so i love to use the up and up brand so i will like you know do that to my face rinse and then i use a nighttime rinse by neutrogena i love neutrogena my mom used it like when i was younger so i always use it and then in the morning time when i wake up i use like a morning burst rinse uh neutrogena has it uh clean and clear has it but listen also up and up has it and when i look at the ingredients from the back they basically the same thing. So I love to use the Target Up and Up products. I also love maybe like every four days, I love to do a mask. I have a mask from Queen Helene called Mint Julep. It's a green mask. I put it on my face. It really shrinks my pores, gets the things out of my pores. And I love it. Or I, I love to use those masks in a bag, you know, like the the eye puffing mask, all of that type of stuff. I love that fun stuff. And baby boy, try to drink his water, you know, drink more water you know your skin is clear and that's really what I use and like when I was growing up my mom I used to have acne so I used to lay on my mom's lap and my mom used to like pop my blackheads and like get the clear my pimples out so anytime I see a blackhead on my skin I try to pop it out and then sometimes if I have a a a bad like breakout somewhere I put a little toothpaste on it because the toothpaste will dry it out put the toothpaste overnight and then rinse my face put a mask on but yeah I, I love skincare I really love to keep my skin healthy and glowing but yes Thanks for the purple pants pick. What's the next one? The next purple pants pick is from Thea Jill. She'd like to know, would you ever get a dog? Ooh, that is a really good question. So y'all all know Bar, my mom, she has a, a cockapoo, uh, and her name is Sunshine, and I love Sunshine. Sunshine is amazing. Uh, growing up, we always had allergies, so we weren't able to have a dog. So we always had, like, lizards, and we had snakes, and we had turtles, and I still have a turtle that I had when I was 12. His name is Poppy, and then when I moved out on my own, I got a turtle named Kimmy, because when I moved out on my own, I was like, Mommy, I'm taking Poppy with me, and my mom was like, Poppy's not going anywhere i was like excuse me i got poppy when i was 12 poppy was my turtle so i couldn't take poppy with me so i got my turtle named kimmy and kimmy is a diva so i love my kimmy but i really do love my mom's dog sunshine sunshine is like the cutest thing ever sunshine a little cray cray but what i love about the dog is i love the unconditional love that the dog gives you they always want to be around you and it just so i love it so i definitely want a dog however from seeing my mom with sunshine baby first of all my mom spoils sunshine sunshine has more clothes than i have but what i did not realize about dog is that they got allergies sunshine gets sick my mom stay in the vet 
thousands of dollars. I'm like, oh my God, wait a minute. I mean, I want a dog. And I thought like, you know, I buy some outfits here and there and some dog food and treats. But listen, I, I, I did not know about the vet bills and just how sick and fickle they could be to the weather and other things. And so it's a lot. And so I would have to say for me right now in my life, I don't think that I could give the love that I would want to a dog because I'm always on the go. I'm not really home. And like where I live, I don't have the space, but I eventually down the road, Definitely want a dog. I want a dog like Sunshine. I don't, I love Sunshine. She's a little, little for a dog. I think I definitely want to keep it in the hyperallergenic family since I am allergic. So I definitely think I would want like a golden doodle like Chris Underwood has. I think they are so cute. So maybe along the lines when I get me a husband or a man and we buy a house together, we got a backyard. And before we have children, I want a dog but definitely so I want a dog I just don't think right now in my life is a dog and I don't know if any of you watch my social media I always post where my mom do ridiculous things with sunshine all right what's the next purple pants pick all right the next one is from John John rules he'd like to know did you watch Wendell on HGTV John John now you know I had to watch my brother my best friend Wendell on HGTV fix my fail oh my god I was so 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 proud of Wendeezy getting on HGTV as a designer as a black man on a designer talk about amplified melanated voices yes so here's a little behind the scenes that you might not have known. So due to the coronavirus, Wendell had to record everything himself. So HGTV had to send him all of this equipment. So he was at his parents' house filming. And so every day that he filmed, yeah, baby boy would bring my work computer to his house. And I was just there supporting anything he needed because I love to be a I love to be around greatness and you know everything and anything Wendell does always inspires me and I just wanted to lend my support so I was literally in the background watching everything happen but the funny thing about it is like the production company that he was working with like when they found out that I was there they'd be like hey Wendell can you ask Bryce to move the light hey Wendell can you get Bryce to snap some phone excuse me listen y'all gonna put me on the HGTV budget as a producer because listen I was out there moving lights running around getting the extension cords all of that stuff but needless to say I would do it all again to support my friend and I was so proud and if you have not watched it please DVR it go to on demand watch fix my fix my fail it's amazing Wendell is one of the only black designers on there and he absolutely did a great job and if you guys could go to that HGTV Instagram page where they say fix my fail and they had like the commercial for it, please Go on there and light those comments up and let them know how much you enjoyed Wendell and how much you want to see him back on HGTV. Yes, let's get another black male designer on HGTV. Wendell, I'm so proud of you. Yes, of course I saw LeJanja. I was right there next to him cheering him on. Well, come on, Tiki Oyo. All right, what's the next Purple Pants pick? The next Purple Pants pick is from Jason Castillo. He'd like to know, since summer's right around the corner, do you plan on watching Big Brother? Yes, Jason. Well, listen, with my summer kind of canceled and me not really going to any large events and kind of me staying home and in the community, I'm so excited. And I think I read somewhere that it's been confirmed or maybe not confirmed that it's going to be an all-star season. So listen, baby boy is all here for that. Now, I always start off watching Big Brother, but because it comes on three times, I always, it's such a lot for me, but I always put my best foot forward and try to watch it but you know me I live for the live feeds okay when the people go and make it their confessional rooms and you can watch online I love that so yes I really am excited for this new season of Big Brother alright what you got next on the Purple Pants pick the next Purple Pants pick is from Theo McCoy they would like to know what are your thoughts on protesting during the pandemic 
Ooh, such a good question, Theo. Um, I think that, you know, it's a lot, especially with this corona going on in these large crowds. And I was nervous at first and I've participated in a couple of couple of them at this point. But you know what I had to think about was during the civil rights movement when people did peaceful protests and they sat in at white only diners and got hoses sicked on them, got dogs sicked on them. People lost their lives. And I thought, like, you know what? I got to put myself on the front line. I got to do what I have to do. And you know what? This cause is that it's that that important to me you know people before me lost their lives so that i could vote okay so it, it was important for me to listen if i have to risk possibly getting corona then you know what i'm willing to do that to further my community to further to make sure that not another black brother gets killed at the hands of the police so the stakes are really high but you know i tried to stay protected i tried to you know make sure i had my hand sanitizer my face mask wash my hands and so yeah and i'm definitely kind of like staying away from my family members for a little while to make sure that i'm safe and i don't pass it on to anyone else but the way i think about it is they opening up beaches and people going to the beach okay around a lot of people so listen why not do something worthy of a cause and protesting for the rights and for equality and that was important to me but yeah definitely it was a concern to me but sometimes the, st the stakes are high and listen when people are being killed at an astronomical rate from people that are supposed to protect and preserve we got to go out there pandemic or not you got another purple pants pick for me all right the last purple pants pick is from darlene francis on instagram she would like to know what are your recommendations for future sequester players well, 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 since you know your baby boy is an alum of the Sequester miniseries that happened to make the jewelry. Okay, maybe I might got some valid advice for y'all. But no, seriously, Sequester is so much fun. My first recommendation would be have fun. Make sure at the bottom line that you have fun. Make sure that it, it, it's a, a enjoyable experience for you. My second would be, baby, play it hard and play it fast. Listen, go in, up, go in and out them rooms and let them know what the tea is. Even if you got to alter the tea a little bit, even if you got to change it, you got to make sure you make it work for yourself. And the last bit of advice that I have for you is if it's green or red, girl always go red and if it seems like if you have an option that's good or bad always go bad and listen if it's a drag round put a vote on yourself or put a vote on just a random person because listen or a person that you don't think is going home because the last thing you want to happen is you put a vote on somebody that go home and they drag your behind out of the game well, guys, that's going to conclude this week's Purple Pants Picks. Look out on my Instagram this Saturday morning, Bryce Isaiah, B-R-I-C-E-I-Z-Y-A-H. Look out for those purple pants that say drop your topic and get your pick in for the next week's episode. It is time for advice given to you by Bryce. It's time for advice with Bryce. All right. Welcome back to another edition of Advice with Bryce. Once again, we have another great submission. Um, so let's just get right into it. So here we go. Hey, Bryce. A very moving episode of the Purple Pants podcast this week. Thank you for always speaking out on issues that are always important, but not always easy to talk about. This year, I joined my company's Diversity and Inclusion Committee. In light of the recent events that have triggered the ongoing movement in both the United States and internationally, I'm from Canada. Our committee is meeting this week to discuss how we can elevate our black colleagues and ensure that our culture is inclusive and anti-racist. So the advice with Bryce. I want to emphasize that I can't compare the discrimination I have faced as a gay man to that of racial minorities. 
However, as a gay man, I remember my company's action of simply putting pride flags around the office uplifted me. We also have annual LGBT galas and events like marching in the pride parade. These visual representations of support from my workplace have made me feel extremely comfortable showing up as my full self to work every day and inspired me to join the committee. Bryce, what suggestions would you give companies to celebrate and empower their black employees? How can our committee help create an environment where there are no unintended biases towards racial minorities? I want to make sure the voices of my black colleagues are heard and that the systemic racism is confronted and tackled. If every employee could have a part in making a difference, what could that look like? Looking forward to hearing all the thoughts. And once again, to all the listeners out there, if you feel like you want advice from Bryce, feel free to submit a submission at the Purple Pants Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks, Nasir. Hey, Matt, and thanks again for your advice with Bryce. I think this is a really good question, and I think it's also very complex. One, I think that it's important to want to include everyone in the workplace and make everyone feel like they are important and they're heard. And I think that that is a great committee that you are on. Two, I think it's important to make what you guys are doing individualized. I think that it is important to know that, yes, we are a African-American community. We're a black community. However, we're all different, not one of us are the same and so that I think it's important for you guys to really know your workers and the individual people that work there on a personal basis to know what their preference are and what they like. I had an experience at a company where I was the only black gay male at the job and so a lot of the times for all of the black and gay issues they came to me and a lot of the times it made me feel uncomfortable like I'm not the voice of the black people I'm not the voice of the gay people I'm just my voice and so although I was very happy that they wanted to include me and they wanted to me to be a part of things but I also felt very like it, it, it put a weight on my shoulder because it's like I've got to say the right thing I've got to do the right thing and at times it made me extremely uncomfortable I know that they were coming from a good place but I don't feel like they wanted to get to know me as a person they wanted to use me as a symbol of oh we've got this black gay person oh great a double minority let's let's go to him let's get him included in the things and so that did not make me feel great so what I think that you guys could do maybe is maybe send out an email maybe do a letter where you actually are asking for advice from your workers and not just singling out the the black people or the minorities everyone and then that way you can kind of take and get the information that you get and you can customize what you guys are doing for the individual people that are at your company another thing that I think would be great for you guys to do is that yes we have a black history month which is February but why do we have to just limit that to just February why can't we celebrate blackness all year round and so maybe that's something that you guys could work on to do figuring out major African-American leaders birthdays and you know celebrating that not just in February if their birthdays in July celebrate them maybe some of the inventors if they invented telephones like posting fun facts like that around the office could definitely be a place that would make you know me feel comfortable like wow look at them they are definitely celebrating our heritage and a lot of the times people always want to separate black history from American history like no 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 it's the same because guess what black history is American history and so I think that if that could be a very inclusive way for you guys to show your pride and to show your support by not just celebrating it once a month or not just highlighting it once a month. I think another great idea is like a community suggestion box. You know, if a person feels uncomfortable or they feel like they were unjust, that they have a place that they can write 
to write about what's happening or write what something that has made them feel uncomfortable or write something that they feel like could change that is like you know systematically racist that you guys may not realize and that way that they can put you know their thoughts and opinions in writing and that could be heard by the discussion board another great thing that I think is is very much so making sure that their voice is heard and I'm not sure what your committee looks like but if you don't have any minorities or if you don't have any people of color on that board maybe and not just going to them and saying hey you want to be on this board maybe personally getting to know them going out of your way to figuring out things that they like going out of your way to make conversation to really get to know them on a personal level and then explain to them the board that you're on and that they you would really love their voice on it um, and so having them a part of everything that you're doing because it's one thing to want to plan something uh, for it but it's another thing to actually have that representation on the board I think could make a world of difference as well too also not being afraid to stand up in the workplace if you hear somebody saying something that is you know a derogatory slang or something like you as a you know white man you standing up and saying like hey that's not appropriate I think that that really speaks volumes as well too and just you know making sure that that workplace is free for everyone and that everyone feels comfortable so it's definitely a lot of things that you can do but my biggest suggestion is just get to know everyone get to know make an attempt to reach out to everyone and, and making sure that you're hearing everyone's voice I think is that that's the biggest thing that you guys can do because if you are reaching out to everyone then everyone feels like their voice is heard you know a lot of times for minority people it's that when people single you out even whether or not if it's in a good way you know for wanting to hear our voice it still is this weird uncomfortable thing that like why are you singling me out why you why you ain't going to Karen why you ain't going to Barbara like why are you just coming to me so I I feel like that way, if your efforts are really to uplift and to celebrate your black workers, then that way you're getting everyone and you're not making it seem like you are. It's forced and it's not making it seem like you're putting the spotlight on them. And don't expect for them to speak for all black people. Don't make that generalization. Don't make that because a lot of the times I feel like, you know, with my friends and not of color, they they look to me for the answers for all of the black community. We don't have that. We can only answer for how we feel. And guess what? Everyone is different and so again I think that the more individualized you make your approach the more sincere it will be felt and so I think that if you go with that model you can't go wrong and so I mean that's my advice for you baby boy please slide back into them DMs and let me know whether or not you felt that was helpful if not then we can even have a discussion on our own and talk about it off the podcast because I love to further the conversation but again thank you so much Matt for reaching out and entrusting with my advice I really appreciate that and thank you and again like not Nasir said, if anyone that's listening would like advice with Bryce, feel free to email me at purplepantspodcast at gmail.com and listen, write whatever you want. You want to stay stay anonymous, say Bryce, keep me anonymous. And I absolutely will. If not, then we'll talk about it on air. But like, great. But I I love advice with Bryce because I love the fact that you guys feel so comfortable and you guys trust me. And I, that to me really means the world to me. So I can't thank you guys enough. But yes, and that's going to conclude this week's advice with Bryce. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be 
and we are on to this week's Freak of the Week, and I am very excited for this one because it's very plump. It's very peachy, okay? So this week on social media was very overwhelming for me, and so I, I had to just take it in small doses just because it was just such a lot. And so when I would obviously check, I would see a lot of the support and people tweeting me, and I was like very, very grateful for that. And I had seen one tweet that... My follower, Linder Nino, wrote, hoping Bryce Isaiah sees his favorite zaddies in this pic and it brings a little lightness to his day. And Bebe did it ever. Now, before I explain to you the lusciousness of this pic, I just have to give a RHAP plug to my girl, Allie Lasher and Brian Cohen. You know, they do the wrap up for the challenge. And I went on there and we talked about the challenge. And y'all know, I watched the challenge and it was good. And I even saw the episode with Josh Martinez through there drinking in his swaggy pee. But anyway, that ain't what we talked about. So you guys know I watched the challenge. And so, yes. So this pic was actually from uh, one of, I think, the the Twitter account of a fan page uh, called at the challenge 35 underscore and baby listen the tweet reads challenge day in honor of it being male elimination i hope you all enjoy this photo and i clicked on the photo and baby it was all of the guys left in the challenge so far and they were all turned to their backsides and they had their bootay out Woo, listen okay i know some of them i wasn't excited to see all of their bum bums but listen when i saw quarry Okay, Corey. Listen, I was ready to be on Team Mom. I'm ready to have your baby, Corey. Listen, Nelson was on there. Kyle, Johnny Bananas, Rogan, Fessy, and Josh Martinez. But, baby, listen, so y'all are clear. I was here for Nelson and Corey. Corey, come on, Corey. I'm, I'm ready to film Team Mom. Okay, listen, OG. What you, what you want, Corey? But, yes, they definitely, all of the guys on the Challenge 35 in this photo are the freak of the week. So, listen, please go to this Twitter page called The Challenge 35 underscore and let them know they didn't got the freak of the week. Or, listen, go to Corey. But, listen, no, listen. Go to Corey page, okay? And don't even tag the Purple Pants Podcast. Tag me, okay, Bryce Isaiah, and let him know his future baby mom, Bryce, is tagging him as the freak of the week. <laughs> The Freak of the Week always brings me so much joy, but also so much sadness because it means we are at the end of another great podcast. But before this podcast ends, if you can make sure that you subscribe to the Purple Pants Podcast on Apple Podcast, come on, write your boy a review, give me a five star rating, come on, yes, let's let's get this podcast chart and let's amplify amplify some melanated voices. And listen, guys, the marathon still continues. Continue to do your research on black issues continue to do your research on what causes that you can support continue to speak out about injustices because listen the marathon continues it ain't over okay we keeping our foot on the gas until next time you guys know where to find me it's a it's a it's a it's the purple pants it's the purple pants it's the purple pants podcast you better get your headphones and listen up quick the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants.